Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another vibing no-cap episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here. That's right, the real Gen Zia, Charles <laughs> Chuck Thompson, with me as always. The one who knows just a little bit less than he did yesterday, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. How's it going, my friend? I don't friend? think I hit that age yet. Yeah. It's well, more. It's more than I knew oh, yesterday. Okay. It's always good to learn a few a Today's few opposite day. Yeah. So I want to tell you you're my best friend. <laughs> thanks. Also, <laughs> uh, in, in that light, I want to tell you that the intro was great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. It was thanks. really good. I'm sure we didn't lose any listeners whatsoever. No. We're yeah. just weeding out the ones who we need to weed out. Yeah. <laughs> Go leave us a bad review. See right if off, we care. Right off the bat. All right. So this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Happy Monday to everyone out there, everyone watching live right now. We appreciate all you guys being here. And hey, I do want to say real quick before we get going, we have my birthday on Thursday last week. and then. Also, today is another birthday for me because I'm three years sober right now, okay? Three years of sober. I haven't talked too much about, you know, all the, I don't want to tell all the personal stories oh, yeah. in the world, <laughs> but all the music playing for a long time and then the other stuff I was, I was doing, you know, kind of leads you to maybe drink more than what you needed to be drinking every single hmm. day, unless it's okay to start putting whiskey in your coffee at 7 a.m. Who knows? Maybe that's totally fine. If you can handle that, that's fine. But three years today with not a single stitch of uh, specific things that I decided were bad for me that I couldn't have anymore. All the other bad stuff, I still do all those bad things. You know, the caffeine and sugar and all that kind of stuff. That's fine. But these things, I'm not doing anymore. And if I just wanted to say, if you guys, anyone out there listening is trying to do the same thing or think that you need to do the same thing, send me an email. Nate at goodmorningliberty.us. And if you need someone to talk to about it that's actually gone through that, well, send me an email. We can talk about it. Maybe, maybe I could help out a little bit. That you are turning into a nice guy. That's, I tell you what, I'll even respond to your you email. You don't even talk much. I know. But that's, I, I, I can type, you know? Yeah. I can type back and forth. With you're people. so hardcore about this. You're, you actually, like, when you fill up your car with gas, you plug your nose. Yeah, I can't have anything bad for you. You don't want to be like, <laughs> Wouldn't inhale any of that. Huffing gasoline. Yeah, I got to get know? the non-alcoholic uh, Listerine out there, you know? Yeah, I can't have any yeah. of the alcohol. So, any, anyhow. Use no rubbing alcohol, <laughs> ethanol, menthol. This is... Menthol? That's a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just discovered it not that yeah. long ago. But No corn whiskey, corn vodka, <laughs> corn alcohol. None of it. Not a single stitch mm-hmm. of any of that stuff, okay? That's, that's so, probably why you're getting a Tesla. So but, it, but it is... It's an important thing to me, and you know what? It's good to set a goal that's actually achievable and achieve that goal so far. <laughs> we'll see. And it's difficult. You know? it, 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 it's it extremely was difficult. It's not that hard anymore, honestly. I, the idea of going and drinking right now and getting hammered drunk doesn't even sound good yeah. to me. I'll tell you the worst, the absolute hardest thing is what, not being able to hang out at bars, or not hanging out at bars as much anymore which, because you don't get invited as much to go hang out with your friends that are going out drinking or anything and then people don't want to drink around you which i've told you so many times get get drunk get wait let me buy you a drink okay i want to make sure that you're drinking when you're around me makes me feel better you got money in the bank and uh, yeah shorty what you drank 
And and so that's actually the hardest thing. Is it's I, not me not drinking, but the other people trying to be nice, which I I appreciate. I've had a few sips around you. You have, yeah. yeah. But it makes you feel like you're inconveniencing other people when no, you do I, that. It's actually so, just because I care about you. Yeah, I get, and I get so that, and I appreciate it. I hope it. you know that. Yeah. Also, I don't really drink anymore. Not not because I decided that I don't need to anymore. Um, I am um fortunate enough, very fortunate. That uh, I didn't have the same disease that Nate has. <laughs> yeah. It is a disease. It's cured, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yours so is, far. Yeah. Yours is cured. That's yeah. nice. And I like that. Um, but, but honestly, I just don't. I guess I'm not that in that phase of life. And if it makes you feel any better, Nate, I don't really go to bars anymore either. I know. Just because I just don't. You kind of stopped along, around the same time I did. Yeah. Actually, my story must have affected you. (laughs) That's what it was. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, so anyway, enough personal stories. Because I know that's not why you guys are here. Well, we should do. You remember the rehumanizing project? We should do an episode about you and an episode for me, and then we can get all the personal stories out there, and we won't have to worry about boring people with those time you got though. Uh, All of it. Let's just do the whole day. We'll just talk all day. (laughs) The big news over the weekend from Reason.com: America. Is back to being America, and by that I mean we're back to bombing Syria again, mm. because that's a thing. That is a, that's a thing that must happen. We have to fight them over there, so we don't have to fight them here. What is Aleppo? I don't know. Never heard of her. <laughs> I don't know. You know about that fighting them over there, so we don't have to fight them here? Isn't that a weird call to hear from a bunch of people who were like, yeah, I got my guns, and, my, and I'm going to get an F-15, and, and I can have whatever I want. And that way I can protect myself and I can take care of the, my country and everything. We got to bomb them over there so we don't have to worry about any danger over here, mm-hmm. okay? I don't want any of that danger here in America uh, whatsoever. There's no way. It seems like conflicting ideas to me. Like maybe, well, it's a way to make people feel good. Yeah, yeah. And especially a way to, to, for people to kind of have a, a blind eye because if it's not happening in their backyard, if they're not experiencing the same type of trauma that other families are experiencing is when, when, you know, innocent civilians get killed. You know, if your brother, an innocent, handsome, striking young man does not get droned down, mm-hmm. well then what, what do you care? Yeah. And I most guess. people don't, that's the problem, but that's why they do this. And they don't want the war coming here because then, then it would be something that people would speak out against. And if you do speak out against it or, or, uh, as Chelsea Manning did, it's, uh, or even uh, M- uh, McAfee, or anybody who exposes the government secrets, well, then well, you're labeled a terrorist, mm. and mm. you're banned from the country, or you'll die in a prison, or anything else of that nature. And you don't want to end and up suiciding yourself. Can't expose it's a bad way to go. Can't expose war crimes against the government. So, uh, from reason, analysts agree another round of bombings won't accomplish anything in Syria. One child was reportedly killed and three civilians wounded in U.S. airstrikes near the Iraq-Syria border on Sunday, according to Syria state news, state news agency SANA. SANA. This news has been absent from most of the U.S. coverage of the bombings, which has emphasized that several alleged members of Iraqi militias backed by Iran were also killed or wounded. Quote, at least five Iran-backed Iraqi militia fighters were killed and several others were wounded in the attacks by U.S. warplanes, according to the U.K.-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights. 
The director of the war monitoring group later said seven fighters were killed. He also suggested the strike won't actually affect the Iraqi militia presence in the area. You don't say. In fact, I would, I would bet that this is a really good recruiting tool for them, more than likely. According to the Pentagon, the bombs targeted facilities used by two Iraqi militias with ties to Iran. Uh, let's see, Kateb Hezbollah and Kateb Saeed al-Shuhada. These facilities are engaged in unmanned aerial vehicle UAV attacks against U.S. personnel and facilities in Iraq, the Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby said in a statement. Kirby described the strikes as self-defense, calling, uh, calling them both necessary to address the threat and appropriately limited in scope. As a matter of domestic law, the president took this action pursuant to his Article II authority to protect U.S. personnel in Iraq. I, what I are we still doing in Iraq? I remember that in the Constitution, actually, about protecting U.S. personnel in other countries that uh, specifically have asked you to leave. Yeah. But Iraqi Prime Minister Mustafa al-Kadimi <laughs> called the attacks a blatant and unacceptable violation of Iraqi sovereignty and Iraqi national security. Remember, it is important to remember that the Iraqi government has asked us to leave. Mm. Their, their legislature voted and has requested that we leave. They democratically asked yeah. us to leave. They democratically voted, said, we want you guys to leave. So I, I do think that that would be pretty important. The militias that were bombed, quote, technically are part of the Iraqi security forces. The very security forces U.S. troops are supposedly training to fight an ISIS caliphate that doesn't exist anymore. Now, the Defense Priorities Fellow and Foreign Policy Analyst, Daniel Depetris. Somebody, here's what he tweeted. Somebody please help me out. Where's the presidents can bomb whomever they want, anytime they want clause in the U.S. Constitution? I'm having an awfully hard time finding it. It's Dan. in Article 2, Dan. Apparently it's in Article 2, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why you're having trouble finding this. I mean, the John Kirby, the Pentagon spokesman, just said it's in Article 2. Let's take his word for it. The Iranian Foreign Ministry spokesman accused the U.S. of disrupting security in the region. Warning breezed that, right over that name, I didn't, didn't you? say the name because that last name, I'm sorry, Saeed, but your last name's got a lot of letters in it, mm -hmm. and so I'm just going to breeze over it, Saeed. Warning that one of the victims of this disruption will be the United States. That sounds like a threat. Okay. At least one lawmaker, Senator Chris Murphy, a Democrat from Connecticut, worries that this is starting to look like more than just isolated incidents by either the U.S. or Iran. Like it was starting to look like a war, mm -hmm. you know? We, do you remember we talked about this uh, the last time we did this whole bombing thing in Syria and Iraq and Iranian-backed people? And we, we went through this chain of events. This is a, this is actually, we're doing this because they did this to us. And then this is actually going to be something that we did because they just did that. And then this, we're going to, they're going to do this because we just did that to them. Self-defense. And then after a long time, you know what that is? It's a war. That's, yeah. That's what that is. It's yeah. a war. Yeah. Okay. So that is what Chris Murphy is saying. It says, my concern is that the pace of the activity directed at U.S. forces and the repeated retaliatory strikes against Iranian proxy forces are starting to look like what would qualify as a pattern of hostilities under the War Powers Act. Said Murphy in a statement, both the Constitution and the War Powers Act require the president to come to Congress for a war declaration under these circumstances. Mm. Weird. Mm. Like, like to declare war against someone that we're bombing? I think that's what the Constitution actually states. That would be a weird one right yeah. there. Declaration of war. That's huh. what made Ron Paul an isolationist. Oh, yeah. By the way. Because he wanted Congress to declare war. So this must be a fellow 
Isolation. Senator isolationist mm-hmm. Chris Murphy, Democrat, though. Democratic isolationist. After the first round of strikes carried out by the Biden administration, senators introduced a, resolu- a resolution to repeal broad authorization for the use of military force in the Middle East. Last week, quote, last week's airstrikes in Syria show that the executive branch, regardless of party, will continue to stretch its war powers, said Senator Tim Kaine, one of the bill's sponsors. Quote, Congress has a responsibility to not only vote to authorize new military action, but to repeal old authorizations that are no longer necessary. Where is this coming from? I don't never even heard of the. Or wow. Did they amend the Constitution and put in there that the, the Congress needed to do something? Wow. This is weird. The bill's other sponsor, Senator Todd Young, complained that Congress has been operating on autopilot when it comes to our essential duties to authorize the use of military force. You have been for 20 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But the Senate resolution hasn't gone anywhere since it was introduced in early March. Earlier this month, however, the House did pass a bill to repeal the 2002 Authorization of Use of Military Force, which sanctioned the Iraq War. They're trying to repeal the 2002 (laughs) Authorization for Use of Military Force, which got us into the Iraq War. By a vote of 268 to 161, legislators voted to repeal the nearly two-decade-old War Powers Measure marking what many lawmakers hope will be the beginning of the end of a wide-ranging authorities given to the president after the 9-11 terror attacks, reported NPR. Okay. Wow. The more war, and this isn't just us attacking Biden, by the way. Trump is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Obama did the same thing. Okay. I will say the only thing Trump had going for him was he started to reduce it. It, a little bit, yes. It se- or at least it, it seemed like he would. He didn't Except add the, any new countries that he was bombing, which right. was a win. Yeah, it, sadly, he did drop the mother of all bombs. Yeah, in Syria and some other things that we obviously were against. But I think he, you know, thwarted a war with uh, by sending Rand Paul over to do some negotiations, and and he he can't he he reduced troop counts and things like that. So I will say that that was decent. I'm not saying it was good. Yeah, it it could be way better. But is any is anyone surprised? No. That Joseph R. Biden is authorizing bombings in the Middle East. Is anyone shocked by that? I'm surprised he was awake long enough to do it. But other than that, well, do you think he was actually authorizing? Yeah, probably not. No. no. He they probably just have, has a rubber stamp. They, I was literally about to say they have a signature <laughs> yeah. stamp that they just put on. He's stuff. got a rubber ducky that he just squeezes. <laughs> Good to go. Good to he go. Sque- he squeezed the duck. Hey, Joe, we want to bomb. Proved, approved. Uh, yep. We didn't tell you who we're going to bomb. It doesn't matter. I send them. So, <laughs> we'll what tell bo- you how to did it back when I was in the Senate. What sucks about this is there were also civilians killed in this attack. And listen, the, Ron Paul told us about this. The CIA told us about this. But there is a such thing as blowback. And every time, not only when you kill the militia members, they have family. But then when you kill innocent civilians, including children as well, they've all got family as well. So by traditional numbers here, the seven people, part of the militia that they killed, probably doubled or tripled the amount of people in the militia, more than likely. It's like if you, if you bombed a little militia somewhere out there in Montana, do you think automatically the, the militias are just going to stop? They're not going to be there anymore? You're yeah. going to get more people to join up after that. Okay? so. This, because then they're going to be right. See, yeah, I told you. They're right. Yeah. Like, and are these people right? I don't, it's time for us to leave these freaking countries. It's none mm. of our business. Past time. It's way past time in fact, for us to leave. If you uh, give me a second here, I can pull up Congress's power, by okay. the way. While you're doing that, I can because, read this ad. Yeah, do that. Okay. 
Well, let me tell you guys about the shirt I'm wearing. I really like it. Look at this shirt on video. Mm, that's a good shirt right there. That is a shirt. And this thing, along with my other We The People shirt that I got, honestly, a couple of my favorite shirts I got going right now. So I'm, of course, telling you guys about We The People holsters. Don't hit the mother truck and skip button while you're listening to the podcast, okay? You guys listening live, you can't hit the skip button, okay? I'm just kidding. People listen live. They don't have to listen to the ads. We record these later and put them in, of course. They're not mm -hmm. having to listen to it. Last year, over 5 million citizens joined the Second Amendment family. That means they got guns, okay? A lot of people out there getting guns, okay? We want each and every one of them to pick up a holster from our friends at We The People Holsters. I got two of them. Charlie's got a couple of them. Mm -hmm. I got one over here in my bag right there. Starting at just 40 bucks, We The People Holsters are custom molded to fit your exact firearm for a quick, smooth draw. They have thousands of options to choose from, plus a selection of custom printed holsters, including the line with real tree camouflage. So if you don't want anyone to see your holster, so the bad you guys can can't see it. Yeah. While you're there, check out their complete line of patriotic shirts and the new EDC tactical gun belt, which comes with their exclusive talon buckle, which is manufactured 100% in the United States. I will highly, highly recommend the holsters and highly recommend the shirts. I, I love them. I love shirts like this. I, I asked Lacey if she was sick of me just wearing, you know, shirts with freaking snakes and American flags on them and stuff all the time. She's like, no, baby, you do you. I'm like, good. Good. She's you like, passed the test. She's like, baby, you, you sexy now. <laughs> Every holster, my claws into you. Every holster and gun belt comes with a lifetime guarantee. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a full refund. And don't forget to pick up some bags of their mouth-watering bacon jerky. That's right. That's freaking bacon jerky you can get on the website. Show, mm -hmm. your, show your support for GML right here. This show that you're listening to right now. This is how important these ads are because these advertisers keep the show going. So show your support for the show and this great American company. Go to wetopeopleholsters.com slash GML. Get an additional $10 off with the offer code GML10. That's wetopeopleholsters.com slash GML. Wetopeopleholsters.com slash GML. Go there. That there was an ad. I've been there myself, and it's a great place. And I've, like I said, I got two hosters. I got a shirt, and I'm going to keep ordering. Mm -hmm. I, I mm -hmm. like the company. Yeah. Uh, so let me just tell y'all real quick before we move on here uh, to some gas. I believe we've got some ultimate <laughs> gas lighting coming up. We do. We've been talking. So before about we light the gas fires, let me just read you guys from Article One of the Constitution, which Article One is the uh, Congress's powers, and this is in Section Eight, Clause um, One, Two, Nine, Ten, so somewhere around twelve or thirteen, something like that. Uh, to so this is Congress's power. They have the power to declare war, grant letters of marquee and reprisal, and make rules concerning captures on land and water. The next clause down says to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to that use, meaning armies and war and everything that I just talked about prior to that. No appropriation of money to that use shall be longer shall be for a longer term than two years. So tell me how this war powers authorization act that they're trying to repeal is from 2002 should have expired in 2004. That it's is just, it's a blatant it's it, it, it is a blatant violation of the constitution and they get away with it. They get away with all of them. They do that when there's because, an emergency. 
Like, 9-11 mm-hmm. happens, okay? We don't have time to declare war, all right? Just authorize us to use military force. We got to go in. We don't have time for a vote. We'll we vote on this bill, but we don't yeah, have time for a vote. Yeah, we don't have time. You got to authorize military force right now. And it's got to be secret so the terrorists don't find out about it. And then they're just able to keep it going for 20 years after that. Disgusting. And all the while, really not, uh, I mean, I don't know if the Middle East is in better shape right now. I think everyone realizes that we're not hating on military members when we do this. Mm-mm. Very supportive of military members. I think it's our patriotic duty to call out the government when they're doing something terrible. I think people in the military would understand that as well. And the people that I talked to <clears throat> when, when I went over there, no personal stories, but when I went over there, they weren't real sure why they were there either or what they were doing. That doesn't go for everyone, of course, but I'm just saying, it's time to get out. It's time to leave, man. Got to get out of these countries. We got Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. While Probably. Yeah. yeah. So we know. So that uh, what we know. <laughs> we got him. Yeah. So that that should have been it. All right. Moving on here, we got some some wonderful AOC. Oh, I've missed her. Mm-hmm. I just we just talked about gaslighting a bunch last week. Yeah. And I saw this and I was like, whoa. So this is coming from the National Review. AOC dismisses concerns about rising crime in cities. Hysteria. You're crazy. It's all hysteria. You're being hysterical right now. Yeah. Representative AOC claimed recently that concern over a recent surge in crime in U.S. cities is hysteria. You're overreacting. (laughs) Calm down. Crazy psycho. Quote, we are seeing these headlines about percentage increases, AOC said during a virtual town hall on Friday. Now, I want to say that any amount of harm is unacceptable and too much. But I also want to make sure that this hysteria, you know, that this doesn't drive a hysteria and that we look at these numbers in context so that we can make reasonable decisions about what to allocate in that context, she said during the discussion with Jamal Bowman on Zoom. During the discussion, AOC also agreed with Bowman that law enforcement should be defunded. See this, the crime rates, they conflict with what the, the policies that they, they want to enact, which is defunding the police. But it doesn't matter. That's just hysteria. Yeah. NYC's overall shooting incidents have spiked 53.2% year to date. And murders, it's funny how also, they will take any set of data and they will look at it in context. Mm -hmm. Like when it comes to taxes, they'll just X off all the people who pay nothing or actually get paid. And they'll say, look at this disparity. So they look at it. It's whatever they context they want to look at the data in. Mm-hmm. They don't look at the data. They never look at data to be like, okay, what can the data tell me? They look at it to be like, okay, how can I manipulate this data to fit my, my what I want to propose, what the, the agenda that I want to, to do? It's, it's, it's so ridiculous. Meanwhile, the progressive squad member suggested earlier this month that authorities should focus on underlying public health issues instead of constructing prisons. She said it's <laughs> not acceptable. To use jails as garbage bins. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Quote, if we want to reduce violent crime, we want to reduce the number of people in our jails. The answer is to stop building more of them, she <laughs> Hold, said. Wait. If you want to reduce violent crime and you want to reduce the number of people in jails, just stop building jails. Mm. Now, there is a lot of crime I think that the government could get rid of. The drug oh, yeah. war mainly. Of course. Yeah. Now, there's probably a million people in prison who probably shouldn't be in prison. Yeah. So that would open up a lot of cells. We would probably wouldn't have to build anymore because we don't. We probably wouldn't <laughs> fill them for a long time. I mean, instead of you want to reduce the amount of people in hospitals, just stop building hospitals. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, 
problem solved. The number's going to stop growing. Yeah. I guarantee you. Exactly. No more people in hospitals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you reduce everything. You know, if you want to reduce the size of Bezos's net worth, stop building Amazon. <laughs> Amazons. Amazons? Oh, she's got all the answers, folks. The answer is to make sure that we actually build more hospitals. We pay organizers. We get people mental health care and overall health care, employment, etc. Well, wait, if you build more hospitals, more people are going to get sick. I know. (laughs) By that logic, I guess she wants sick people. Independent journalist Glenn uh, Glenn Greenwald, famous for breaking the um, the Snowden. Snowden story. Was quick to note that last month, AOC had the opportunity to vote against $2 billion in additional funds for the Capitol Police that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi proposed. Instead, she voted present. Present. Present to get more police protection for herself. So she's fine with Capitol Police for herself. I'm probably, she probably has private security now, too. Meanwhile, though, Bowman has called to defund the white supremacist police. He also reportedly requested that the... Yonkers Police Department increased their presence where he lives following an alleged death threats after the Capitol riot on January 6th. <laughs> so no police for you, more police for me. It's I want police. This is the... Man, this is just... I, I, I don't know. Is this uh, 1984 playing out? It's, it's gaslighting 101, it I'll is. tell you that. And all the elites are going to have all the security and all the money, and you plebs down here don't <laughs> deserve any of it. And don't pay attention to the... If you're looking at crime rate data, it's not data. It's just hysteria. The people just crying wolf. That's all they're doing. Don't pay no mind. Don't pay attention to the, to the woman behind the curtain. Now, what, what I did want to say, what I hope she meant by stop building prisons or stop building jails and that'll stop, is she's talking, what I hope is that she's talking about the incentive structure that is around, say, private prisons or whatever people building these and then essentially needing to fill them up so then directing policy towards things that would put more people in prison that's what i hope she means by this but you you don't simply stop people from committing crime by by not building any more places to hold people that commit crime uh, that that's not the way to do it if you wanted one major thing we could do if you're worried about the amount of people in prison is don't put people in a cage that never hurt anyone other than themselves like, what if we made that rule? Yeah. They never hurt anyone other than themselves. Okay. You let's, don't have let's to be... work on actual policy yeah. that would actually reduce the prison population and be better for everyone all the way around. Yeah. You know? I do <laughs> like this whole uh, stop building public roads. I mean, the traffic is getting terrible here. We should stop. Yeah. We stop building roads. There won't be any... If there were no roads, there would be no cars. That's, that's pretty true. That fixes climate change and all kinds of stuff. And we need to... Uh, I mean, obviously, from what I can hear, we got to stop building these hospitals because I don't like when people die. Mm-mm. The more hospitals you build, the more people there are dying in hospitals. We should tear down every funeral home because mm-hmm. otherwise they're going to be hosting mm-hmm. death parties, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there's no reason for that. <laughs> if we didn't have all these funeral homes, people wouldn't be dying. I mean, that's... Cemeteries? They got to get rid of... can't believe they're building more cemeteries I'm... out there. That's obviously what's leading to the people <laughs> needing to be in them. Is yeah. the fact that the cemeteries are being built? Yes, I'm not sure that. Uh, I'm not sure that dog's gonna hold water. I just mm-hmm. don't. I just don't think so. No, uh, these these colors don't bleed, man. <laughs> okay, the next thing, the next topic that we want to talk about. Have you seen the stuff about this heat wave going on? We're gonna mm. talk a little bit of climate change real quick. Okay, love it. There's a massive heat wave going through the Northwest, mm. and it's bad. I mean, it's hot. 
It's real hot. And apparently a lot of people don't have air conditioning hot up there because it's not necessary because mm. it never really gets hot enough to need it. I didn't realize that was a thing, but apparently that's a thing. Well, of course, what everyone's jumping on is this is climate change that's happening because we've been breaking a whole bunch of records out there. And so I just wanted to pose a few questions. And before we get into this, what I want to say is <clears throat> I don't deny that the climate's changing. I don't even deny that things that human beings have been doing for the last hundred years has led to the climate changing some, okay? I, I'm not going to deny that. I haven't seen all the data on it. But what I also can't get on board with is, one, that the U.S. government could do something to fix it, uh, that there's something that we could do to reverse the entire cl the climate of the planet changing mm -hmm. within the next 12 years, 10, 9 years, however many years it is right now before we all die, something like that. So you have to ask those questions because articles like this, they're, they're making a policy point. They're, they're trying to get you on the side of whatever taxes they want to impose on different carbons that there are out there. They want to they get you on the side of taking money from Jeff Bezos to give it to Elon Musk so he can build more Teslas. Like they they want to get you on the side of doing that. And so you got to be able to ask those questions about these types of articles because that's what they're really talking about. That, that's what they're really trying to get through. So from Axios, they say they the better sweep their floors too after this heat wave. I uh, know, uh, man. The Northwest Heat Dome signals global warming's march. <laughs> here it is. I put up a tweet here from Bernie Sanders because this is how I started seeing about this. So Bernie said, <clears throat> the most severe heat in the Pacific Northwest history is underway. Now, I hate it when people say that because when they say the most severe heat in history, they mean of the temperatures that we have accurately recorded. They don't mean in the last 4.8 billion years. That's not what they mean. They mean since we started accurately recording temperatures. And by the way, I've looked up the, the journals, the actual journals, the scientific journals on those temperature, uh, the historical temperatures, and they are within a range of plus or minus one degree Celsius, mm -hmm. just so you know. Now, remember, one degree warmer is danger zone. Mm -hmm. But these temperatures have a, have a, um, oh, what do you call the range when it's, uh, when the margin of error, the margin of error, mm -hmm. have a margin of error of, of plus or minus one degree. So it could be so, really bad or it could be yeah. getting cooler. We could already be, <laughs> we're supposed to already be dead on one side or we're actually, we have plenty of room yeah. on the other. So Bernie continues predicted to be historic, dangerous, prolonged and unprecedented by the national weather service. It's already rewriting the record books. Yes, we have to act boldly to address climate change. And so that's the point right now. We, the United States government, has to act boldly to address climate change. All right, that is what they're actually talking about. So from this article here, the dangerous heat wave enveloping the Pacific Northwest is shattering weather records by such large margins that it's making even climate scientists uneasy. Infrastructure, including heating and cooling, is built according to expectations of normal climate. So this is an issue here. Human caused, well, the first sentence, the infrastructure is built according to expectations of a normal climate. Just ask people down in Texas how it goes when they get things that are way out of normal. Okay, so the infrastructure up there is built for the normal climate. But then they go on to say, 
Human-caused climate change is quickly redefining the normal. This is just a given here. That's not even a question, really, whatsoever. Human-caused climate change is quickly redefining that normal, while dramatically raising the likelihood of events that simply have no precedent. There is no precedent for events like this, except for when it was this temperature 100 years ago. That was the only (laughs) precedent that we had for this. Okay, the heat wave is shattering all-time temperature records in the U.S. and Canada. By the way, we started fairly accurately recording temperatures around 1885 with the technology that we had at that time. That's about as accurate as our temperature taking goes. Uh, Other than that, they're taking, not that this isn't, there's no science behind it, but they're taking core samples of trees and freaking rocks and looking at the color of the dirt down there and and checking to see, well, yeah, we think it was uh, this temperature right here back back in that time Mm. when we go down this far. And I'm sure they're just accurate all the way down to the, all the way down to the point one. Who knows? Because of the fact that climate change has made heat waves like this much more likely and intense, we might very well reach the tipping point of what our infrastructure and other societal systems are able to deal with. Okay? Studies have shown that several heat events like this one are now on average about 3 to 5 degrees hotter than they would severe heat events, or 3 to 5 degrees hotter than they would be without many decades of greenhouse gas emissions. However, Climate scientists tell Axios that this understates climate change's influence, since warming is also altering weather patterns in ways that make strong heat domes more common and prolonged. Okay, so here are the questions that we need to ask. Now, all the weather, uh, all of the record breaking that they talked about in this article, those records were from like 1965, 1937, okay, stuff like that. So my question is always, and I'm, if someone can answer this for me, in a way that makes sense and using data and all that, just tell me why in 1937 it was okay that it was 107 degrees in the Northwest and, that, and that's fine and that wasn't because of global warming. That was just a, a, a normal weather pattern that occurs once they even said in one of the articles I read, this only occurs once every thousand years. <laughs> they said that in the article. <laughs> this is a once every thousand years event. Okay. Yeah. So why is it okay that it was fine back in 1937 or back in 1890 that the temperatures were this hot and now we're breaking those records and we're like, oh, climate change, global warming. And you just told me that it was this hot a hundred years ago. <laughs> why was it that hot a hundred years ago? Nobody knows, Nate. You shouldn't pay attention to that. That was just a normal weather pattern that happened. That's hysteria, honestly. It just, yeah, it is. Yeah. Just being hysterical. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so... The other, yeah, and what Amanda just said, the last time it happened before that was 9.37. Why was it that hot at that time? Those scientists are literally saying this is a once in a thousand years event. So you're saying this happens every thousand years? <laughs> yeah. Why did it happen a thousand years ago? Yeah. Why? Why did it happen a thousand years before that? So you're, you see what I mean? Is there That's not- because, Nate, what we're learning is those ancient civilizations <laughs> from a thousand years ago, they didn't learn their lesson about climate change. They had cars and all kinds of stuff. This is what happened to the Aztecs. Yeah, you know they had all kinds of crazy machinery you mm-hmm. wouldn't even know about. That was producing so much smoke, just billowing out of their machines, yeah. and and that's what happened. They all got extinct by climate change, and then now the new race is born, and we're just falling into the same traps we haven't learned from history. <laughs> the other thing is we have about 130 years of accurate temperature data that we've recorded, and what's that? 4.2 billion years for the Earth? Is that what it is? I don't know what the official number is. 3.8, something like Somewhere, that. Somewhere, just say 4 billion. We'll just say four billion years that these same scientists say the Earth has been here. And they're probably right about that, more than likely. 
So we have 120 years of accurate data that wasn't just done from looking at the ice or the rocks or whatever, which I'm not, I'm not saying you can't get temperature data from that, but down to the degree where you're telling me that the degree hotter is going to end the world. I, I'm just questioning that. So we've recorded 0.0000003% of the temperatures on Earth since Earth started. And we can somehow form a pattern out of this. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how this... Oh, Apple just went up a penny. It's obviously going to infinity. <laughs> Look at that. It just went up a penny over the, last, uh, over the last two seconds. And so that means it's going... By looking at the data that we have, this percentage that we have, well, it's actually going up to infinity, from, from what I can tell. I think maybe if you, like a lot of people who listen to the show do, is you do a little bit of stock trading and you look at patterns... And you realize that you can look at one-minute movements, you can look at one-minute charts, you can look at daily charts, you can look at weekly. And so when you see something move up a little bit on a one-minute time frame, it doesn't mean that it's just going to shoot up and it's going to keep going after that. That means that you just got a little fluctuation there on the one-minute chart. But then you zoom out really far and you look at the daily charts and the weekly charts and monthly and yearly and all that, and you see, well, that was actually just moving up a little bit. It has a pattern of going up and down like this. Okay, we're, we're in a range right now. So it's kind of hard what I'm saying to define a trend off of 130 years worth of data when you're dealing with 4 billion years of data. Yeah, that we don't have. That we don't have. By, by the way. No, we don't. And, 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 and it's surface temperature, by the way, so that's what they're, they're doing this off of. Now, you know, as Elon Musk put it, there is something <laughs> to be said about taking carbon out of the ground and putting it into the air. So we're removing carbon from the ground and we're, we're putting it into the air. There's something to be said about that. But that's been happening for a long time, though, by the way, mm-hmm. with uh, humans and, and animals and all kinds of things in the earth. You know, you die and things happen. You get eaten or whatever that turns into gas. Well, like what Trickle D and, just said, it was the dinosaur farts that killed the dinosaurs. That's, uh, that's probably scientifically proven by yeah. now. Too, many, too much Taco Bell for the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. They they shouldn't have ate so much Taco Bell and then they would have been better. But, you know, but at the same time, it's like, if you go back and to, I believe this, the seventies, we were on the verge of the next ice age. Mm-hmm. We we're all going to freeze to death. And that's truly what the hysteria is. Honestly, they have to find something to back up their claim that they need more government control and say, see, see, I told you. You didn't listen to me. AOC's probably out there being like, oh, yeah, we only got 10 years left now. Eat the children. <laughs> you know, don't save them. We, we ain't got no time left. And that's what they want to do. They take, they take very, again, again, they take very tiny, minute sections of data and they use it to their benefit. Yeah. Rather than looking at it as the whole and actually asking mm-hmm. the question of what is this data telling me? What, yeah. is, it, what is it telling me? Oh, it's, it's one or two degrees Fahrenheit hotter than it was a hundred years ago. Eh. And do you know what it was 200 years ago? Hotter. We don't know. We don't know. We don't have have any surface. We don't know. Yeah. We don't have any surface temperatures. We're we're looking at 130 years of data and saying that we can define a long-term thousands of millions of billions of years worth of, worth Mm -hmm. of trend. It just doesn't work. And the, the reason this is so important, like Charlie and I are agreeing that um, I, I think that if we can find a way to move about the earth and to do all the things that we do 
and it not have any negative effects on the environment, I think that's a good thing to do. I think we should work towards that. Are we at that? Are we, are we actually at that quality of technology right now? I don't, not from what I can tell right now, because you still have the electric cars are just as bad for the environment by the time you charge them up over their whole lifetime and get the batteries and do all that. They're still got a lot of negative effects on the environment. Using that dirty, dirty coal power, man. I, I think over time, we'll develop some new technologies, but the problem becomes when the government is just going to force us on to the current technologies by using taxes or using subsidies and all that, and they're going to force us onto it because they think that's the thing to do. And they're going to hurt the actual economy while they're doing that, which is the worst thing to do for everyone. Like for the next, for the next 500 years, it would be way more deadly for human beings for the government to destroy the economy than for the earth to get a degree hotter. Okay. You can look up the numbers. I just ran all of them. Okay. <laughs> way more deadly to destroy the economy. You, ma- you just ran a marathon on them. I, d- I did. And so you got to balance this. Like when we have the technology to do this and it's cost effective, then we can start to move towards that. And guess what? We will move towards that when we have the technology and it's cost effective. Freaking BP and Exxon will become the massive companies in those technologies. You think BP is not going to own massive solar farms all over the place or Exxon? No. They're already doing it. No. We're going to be fighting wars over places to put solar panels someday. All right? Probably in places where we should plant trees. The only, reason, <laughs> the only reason we're in Iraq is because of big solar. Okay? That's the only reason we're there. Because they want to put their solar panels out there in that prime real estate. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's, gonna, that's why we've been fighting all those wars out they're there. Getting, they're getting the land for the solar yeah, panels. That's what we need. And then we'll have to have people out there protecting them all the time. Mm-hmm. And then they'll get attacked, and there'll be retaliations for those attacks, and then we'll mm-hmm. have to retaliate against them. It's all making you know? sense now, man. We, you just figured it out right here on the podcast show, live. And Amanda did just say we do have technology, nuclear technology, and from what I can tell, that is the best thing that we've come up with. It it's, actually is pretty clean. It's way too dangerous. You got evil, evil people like Bill Gates that have found cost-effective ways mm-hmm. for us to do this. Just another way for him to get his chip inside you. <laughs> just another... Nuclear chip getting put inside your arm, man. <laughs> One of the dumb bleeps I was going to do last week, but I didn't have a magnet. There's, there's this conspiracy going around that people are sticking these magnets to their arms because there's chips in them, you know? And they're like putting these magnets like, on their arms and they're watch sitting it there. sticking. And they're like, see, it won't stick to this arm. You know, it, it won't stick to this one, but it's sticking to this side over here. I did see here. that. And somebody was like, we'll put baby powder on there and see if it doesn't. It <laughs> yeah. just keeps sliding right off. There's no way that there is a chip heavy enough in your arm to keep a magnet sticking there. And if it, like the, it's got to like have that, enough if weight. If it's that tiny, the magnet would pull it out of your skin. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> it would be it would be very painful. Yeah. to stick a magnet on that chip. But yeah. I mean, they're obviously either they're using magnets that have sticky sides on them or they're just they're just sticky oily enough. Oily or sweaty. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. they're able to sit it there and get it get it to sit right there. Yeah. They see? See? All right, sorry. I just wanted Look, to Look, the government will use anything they possibly can to uh, in, invoke fear, and it works a lot, uh, to get their agenda done. It's, it's really just another way for them to pad their pockets. Because I'm sorry to break it to you folks, but Bernie Sanders and AOC, and, and forgive me, please, if you will, <laughs> pardon good me. sir, pardon me, Rand Paul, none of them care about you at all. <laughs> none of them. They care about getting their agenda done, okay? I will say there are a few good folks in government who are trying to do the right thing, 
but 99.9% of them could give two rats asses about you. Two of them? Yeah. Oh, wow. Pretty good. That's for the few folks. Yeah. That's for for the 0.1%. We're at, um, I was going to say, we're 45 minutes if you want to. Yeah. Hey man, I, f- I feel like that's good enough. This is we coming up on 5 p.m. You know, I gotta I gotta take my nap here soon. We don't put the fear of God you know? in everybody out there, so <laughs> I'm, I think we can say hallelujah, amen, and wrap this thing up. Re- and a woman pass around the yeah. the offering plates, <laughs> <laughs> and you can do that by the way if you want to fill the offering bucket. <laughs> go to Patreon.com/slash Good Morning Liberty. We just ask for a donation of five dollars a month. Very, very, very slim uh, pickings, especially with the with. Consumer inflation at 5%, all-time highs. I'm pretty pumped about this 500th episode so, coming up, by yeah, the way. Yeah, 500th episode. I that, just bought $600 worth of ammo yesterday. I say we so do know. it. Nice. I yeah. say we do it live. We do every show live, technically. We're doing this one live in person. It's like getting tickets to a show. Mm-hmm. We should have booked Zanies. <laughs> what we should have done. <laughs> we have enough people. Yeah. Um, we're, doing the, we're doing it live for, for a live audience. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So... All these people that usually type in here are just going to be shouting at us. <laughs> Yelling yeah. their comments at us. Talk about nuclear! <laughs> nuclear! Yeah, that's what's going to be happening. Nuclear. And all of y'all who are not signed up and didn't RSVP, um, uh, you're not going. So <laughs> hopefully you'll make the next one. And to do that, go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty to get inside the inside club. That's, that's where you want to be. Okay? Yeah. Share the show with a friend, a family member, an enemy, a sworn enemy, uh, the children, and your favorite uncle. You know, the one that comes around to Christmas parties and still thinks fart jokes are funny because they are. Okay? (laughs) Share it with him. And then also leave us a rating and review if you think the show is glorious, which I know that you do. If you think it's terrible, well, you know, you can listen for four or five months or whatever you want to do and then stop listening. And then if you guys do all of that, then we'll be back again. Just a beaming endorsement of, of all the stuff right there we'll be back again tomorrow hope you guys have a good day and a good morning liberty take class